Welcome to the On The Edge Podcast with your host, Scott Groves. Hey, how's it going? This is Scott Groves On The Edge Podcast. This is going to be a real quick one because we are are super pleased to have our friend Mike, aka C-Rock, or it should be C-Rock, aka Mike, uh, on the line. And uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. Mike and I, C-Rock, know each other from the mortgage business. But then more importantly than that, he's one of the few people that has cracked the code to go do other things and find other verticals of income and other passions outside of the mortgage business. He wrote a book called uh, Rocket Fuel. He's got a podcast that I highly recommend you check out called What Are You Made Of? Of. And then most recently, he's launching a new tech platform called Blueprint, B-L-O-O, Print. And uh, that's kind of what I'm most excited about. So, uh, C-Rock, what did, what did I miss in the 30-second intro? It's Blueprinted. Blueprinted, sorry. Okay. okay. No, no, that's okay. That's uh, that's pretty much all you missed, uh, except the other part is that um, I'm inexorable, which means unable to be stopped, unyielding. It's my favorite word in the dictionary. And uh, I think that's all you missed, brother. And, and what does that come from, man? I mean, you and I had a chance to share on a kind of mastermind call that we were on. Like, what's the what's the motivation to do all the stuff? You know, crush it in the mortgage industry, then write a book, then start a podcast. Now, want to you know launch a check check uh, tech industry that that launches this week, actually, as we're recording this video. So, where where does that motivation come from? You know, I think that about I hit forty, and I my my stepfather passed away, who stepped in to be my father when I was about eleven. And he suddenly passed away from a heart attack. And I think anybody that loses a father or maybe a mother as well, you know, you become aware of how short life is. And the fact that I, I just felt that I was playing too small of a game with the potential that I've been given. I think all of us have a potential that we have no concept of the level of. And I just wanted to go after it and see how far I could take it. And, you know, it's not like a, not accumulation type thing. It's more of an impact thing. And so I got some mentors that were playing huge games like Grant Cardone for one and just started following his blueprint and, and, and not putting him on a pedestal, so to speak, which I think I did. And I think we all do for a certain point to mentors or people that we idolize or fans of or what have you, but then more to, okay, let me see how far he goes. And then let me shoot higher than what he's done. And I don't know how if that's even possible. I don't even know how it would be done. However, let's shoot for it and then figure it out. Yeah. And you know, what I loved about the short time that we got to spend together is that I, I feel that energy coming from you without you being a douchebag. <laughs> Cause I, oh, feel, I, I, I feel like so many people that are in that, like, we're going to kill it, you know, work hard, play hard, outperform Grant Cardone. I feel like they end up coming across a little disingenuous or like the, the 21 year old life coach. And I'm like, man, you haven't even lived life yeah. yet. Like how are you gonna coach other people? So what, what is it about either your, your history or your upbringing or whatever that I feel like you're a really kind of eccentric, outgoing, we're going to crush it guy, but you're also very humble. And I, I think those two don't really go along together that often in the social media world. Nah, man, I look, I appreciate that. And uh, means, it means something. However, no matter what you said, whether it was that or if I was a douchebag, let's say, that's a problem that the people that are viewing that have to figure out. And that's a big, this is a big lesson. And the reason I'm, you, you, you led me right into this. This is a big lesson I figured out in my life that I got to stop concerning myself with the opinions of others because that's something that they need to work through in their life or they are putting you on a pet, whatever it is. And I, I just need to keep doing my mission. And the, the issue that I have with that, by the way, is that like, if somebody says I'm crushing it or you're killing it, I always take that as I got to push harder because what people see is not ever as good as it appears. And what I feel as as bad as it might be, it's never as bad as it might, as I feel it is. You right. follow me? So 
So these are things that I've been learning as I've gone on my journey here to, to better myself. And uh, I just keep learning. And then what I do is I think the humbleness comes and gen- the genuineness comes from, I don't try to be anybody that I'm not. Like I just, I, I feel this way. I live this way. And I think that any coach, influencer, anybody that isn't living to the standard that they talk about, you could see right through it. Right, right. And, and how do you, how do you, balance that being your own worst critic. Cause what I heard in there is like, it's never as good as you think it is. It's never as bad as you think it is, but you just got to live up to yourself and you know what your potential is. So how do you self-criticize? How do you build? How do you do all of these things without getting down on yourself? Cause I, I've seen some people, we've both seen some people, especially in the mortgage business, look at people's finances where on the exterior, they're crushing it. They've bought all the toys and they've got all the money and they seem to have all the impact, but then you talk to them and they're either empty inside or they're on their third divorce or they've got a massive drug habit or whatever the case may be. How, how do you balance that be your critic to motivate yourself but also not get into a downward spiral of you know getting down on your own psyche personally you know i have this mission so i i've created a mission that i'm on and i i use uh binary decisions either towards the mission or away from the mission every thought word or action that i do i i contemplate is that going towards my mission or away from it and then this gets rid of all the other garbage. Like, I don't have to think about all the other stuff. It, it declutters and keeps me focused. And so that's it. And my mission is all people are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. Now, say, whether say, that I can, again. say that again. That's so good. Yeah. All people are unstoppable to live in a life of their dreams. Now, it doesn't have to be possible that all people, it doesn't have to be that. That's what I'm shooting for. That's a direction of where I'm going, Right. So, so many people are afraid to like put something out there like that because ah, it's, it's unreasonable. It's unrealistic. Yeah, of course, dude. I, what we can accomplish, like our potential is not something we know. Like, I don't know what my potential is. You don't know. No, we don't. None of us know. So I'm very, very uh, aware of the fact that I don't know that. So I always want to shoot past where I think I can go and aim for that and then see what happens. And Grant taught me this, of course, with the 10X rule. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the 10X rule talks about taking your goals and multiplying it by 10, taking the things that you think are going to take, the resources it's going to take, the setbacks it's going to take, the difficulty, the energy, multiply everything by 10 and then go for it. And you guarantee what you originally wanted. Right. And I just, I just put it a little differently. I just know where, like, I don't know where my potential is. So I'm going to shoot further than I believe I can hit and see where that takes me and how far I can take this thing. And, and, and more importantly, though, this is important too, Scott. I want to do this because I want to be, I want to exemplify for people like this whole thing that I'm on. I want to show people so that they're inspired by it. That's, that's the, that's the thing that gets me going. That's the thing that really for, for people to see. And they're like, holy shit, like, look what he did. But I'm, I'm, I'm not, tra- I'm not like hiding the journey. I'm very transparent with the journey because the journey to success is often invisible. So it's, it's a fun thing to do. I love that, man. And can you give us an example, like a like a tactical or a specific example where it's like, hey, I thought I was going to do this. I 10X'd it. And then, you know, either I accomplished or, <laughs> or blew past the original goal. Yeah, yeah. Here's one. So I wrote this book, Rocket Fuel. I've never wrote a book before. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just wanted to write a book. I, I took my podcasts and I transcribed some of them. I used some of that. Uh, I journaled when I was on a plane a lot. I would just be thinking and I would just talk or type into my phone into my journal. I would write in my books and I just compiled it all and formulated this book. I'm no literary genius. I don't know where that book ranks in history. Um, I just wanted to write a book, but when I wrote the book, I wanted to put myself on a, 
on a uh, hot seat a little bit. I guess to hold myself accountable and to make sure that there was some quality in it. And so I told my team that we're going to write a bestseller. We're starting now. If you're not into this, you better hop off the team now because everybody that's here, we're going to be doing everything we need to, to go towards that mission. And also Grant Cardone is going to write the forward for this book. And he's never written a forward for any book. And I didn't know that at the time, but I just said, he's going to, because I, I was impacted so much by his mentorship. And, uh, you know, so I just, I committed to that year and a half later, the book's almost done. I reach out to Jared Glant and I said, Jared, hey, uh, I'd love to get a quote from you. He's the president of Cardone. He's a friend of mine. I said, I'd love to get a quote for you from my book. Would you mind? He said, sure. I said, what about Grant? Do you think you would write the forward for my book? And he goes, he don't, he don't really do that. <laughs> I'm like, and he, and, and he, you know, if he did it, he wouldn't do it just for anybody. And I'm, I'm sure he won't do it for free. I said, well, dude, give me the details. Just like, I don't need to hear all that. Just give me, just tell me what I need to do. Let's get to the point. It's because I'm, he's going to write the forward for my book, right? Like I'm right. I'm thinking in my mind, I, I'm all out. Like I said, inexorable means you're not stopped. And so he came back to me and he said, he'd said he'd be willing to do it for you. You, you exemplify what we do here at 10X and all that. And, but uh, you know, 75 grand <laughs> and I go, what? 75 grand. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, uh, and then I, th- I said something like, I might be just crazy enough to just do this. So then I got off and I'm like, oh, there's no way. Jeez. Like, I mean, uh, I, I was thinking it would be a little bit maybe, but, and then I went through this five minute bitch session with myself crying. Like, how could he charge that much? I bought all this stuff from him. I did this. I'm a, and it's all about me. Right. Right. And then I stopped and I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? Like you, you're doing the things that you talk t- to people not to do. And I said, well, what if I did do this? Like, what kind of story would that be? You know, one, I know I'm not going to probably have book sales enough to, to cover that. I mean, that's not going to make sense. It just doesn't happen that way for a first-time author unless you're a, some kind of literary genius. Right. Um, but I thought, what a story it would be. And you know what? How could I do it? And, and how could I do it without spending my money? And then, and then you ask these questions to yourself and things start to happen. So I go to my wife and I said, hey, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, I committed to this. And, and Grant said 75 grand, though. She's like... Why are you even talking to me? It sounds like you've already made your mind up. And I'm like, okay. So she's kind of giving me thumbs up here. I went to my publisher and I said the same thing. She goes, sounds like you made your mind up. I'm like, all right, she's, all right, where am I getting this money from? So then I go to my partners in the mortgage business and we do everything together in the mortgage. We run the mortgage division, everything outside of that. We've pretty much committed that, look, we're, we're going to be in this together. You guys run the day-to-day operation of that. I'll help guide and counsel and consult on it. And then I'm going to go out and do something really big for us. And I, Went to them one by one and said, Hey, fellas, told them a story, 75 grand. I'm going to do it regardless of if you guys are in this. But if you want to be a part of everything that I do from here at this point out, you got to get in on this. And every single one of them said, We believe in you. Let's roll. So that 75 grand went down, divided by four. Now you're talking what, like 17,000 ish? Then it's a tax write off. I don't know, 12 or 13,000 it ended up costing me. His name's on the book, credibility, bestseller the first day it was out. And then the reason I'm telling this story is because from that point on, he knew that this C-Rock guy is either crazy or serious. Right. And, and he said to Jared, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, watch, watch this guy. And so what ended up happening is later on, I met this guy named Jared Yellen, who had Sela Labs tech incubator. I never thought of myself as a tech company, like co-founder or anything. I don't, I don't know what the hell that was. But we got talking and he told me his story of what he's doing. And he's trying to create 10,000 tech companies in 10 years by co-founding tech companies with non-tech entrepreneurs, people that don't have a shot, that don't have the resources, that don't have the, 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 the finances. 
and he would bring them in and connect them. And then they could be the face of the company. And I started this blueprinted company with him, but also I was thinking to myself, I'm all about big dreams, man, big moonshots. I'm never going to talk somebody down off of it, but I just can't wrap my head around the numbers here. Like 84 companies a month launched over a 10-year period of time every single month. I couldn't wrap my head around that. How's that possible? But then I was thinking, if it was possible, who would we get to partner with that could help us? And I thought about 10X Grant Cardone. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to get you know these guys involved. So I set up a meeting with Jared Glant, Jared Yellen, my other partner. And I said, Jared Glant, look, I'm going to make millions, make an impact with this tech company, with Jared Yellen. You got to get involved with this. You guys can make billions and make even bigger impact. And uh, you just got to meet him. And he's like, David, we were thinking about getting into tech and I can't believe you're calling me right now. And they set up the appointment. They hit it off. He got Grant involved. Grant right away wanted to meet uh, Jared. It was like this, the next day kind of thing. Like it was immediate. The, the speed at which they operate is unreal. And Grant's eyes got real big when he heard 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. And before you know it, they, they established 10X Incubator. And they're all in at 10X. This is like the next thing. Grant said this is the biggest thing he's going to do in his career. And this all happened because of a decision and a commitment I had made which I had no idea if I could even get him to do the, the book thing, uh, let alone start a company called 10X Incubator where 10,000 tech companies are going to be started. So this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That's awesome. And, and I heard a couple of words in there I want to circle back around to. It was the, the commitment, committed. You said that probably five times in that little diatribe. And it's kind of like the, uh, the old Yoda thing, right? You either do or do not. There's no try. Because I think if you would have said, oh, I'm going to try to get Grant to do the forward to the book. And then he says 75 large. You're like, well, I tried, but it's just not in my budget. But when yeah, you said yeah. I'm, I'm committed to it, you circle back around and you're like, well, I got to figure this shit out. I got to ask myself questions. I got to get co-investors. I got to do whatever. There's just a different level of, of stick to and questions you'll ask yourself to get something done if you're committed. And I love that you use that word 20 different times because, you know, no one's, no one's motivated to go to the gym or go running or make their lead generation calls, but it's like, you're committed to it, right? You're committed to a process, you're committed to an outcome. And then somehow the magic just happens. Yeah. Look, we, most of us tell the stories of why we failed to justify it to ourselves so that we can live with ourselves. I would just rather more often than not tell the story of why I was successful than why I failed. And that's where commitment comes into me. And that's how I view commitment. When I say commitment, I'm burned the ships committed and ethically, whatever it takes. And that's the difference. Now, the only thing, the errors that I've made in my life is when I didn't commit to something. And so what I found is that, you know, look, you've always gotten what you want when you commit to something. You know, like you said, when I said 75 grand, I could have been easily, easily, so easy. It could have been just like, shit, man, it wasn't meant to be. And that's my story to justify why I failed on my mission. Look, I'm no, I'm no, like, I'm not perfect at it, right? I've, I've had plenty of failures. I've had plenty of times where I didn't commit, but I learned to commit when I want something now. And now I do it every time. Like, I don't, I don't even, it's, it, and it's quick, like quick decisions, um, and then I, I, I say, look, I got to follow through and it is what it is. And everybody that knows me and everybody that's around me just goes with it. 
because they know <laughs> they know the deal. There's a, there's a couple other words you, you hit on that I want to come back to, but I want to stay on this commitment thing for a while because I find that in either people I coach or the people that have been on the podcast or the people I encounter in life, we're almost in this spoiled situation where there's like, it's a problem of abundance. There's too many good choices. So when you're the type of person that commits quickly, and I'm sure you've got you know deals or potential deals or potential projects coming at you left and right, at this point in your life where you got so much going on, I'm, I'm interested in how you prioritize because, you know, I, I hate being the guy that accidentally says yes to too many things and then I have to cancel something. So how are you, how are you prioritizing the commitments? Cause I'm sure, you know, like us over here in LA, like you're living a life of abundance. There's like too many good things, too many opportunities. I just got back from LA, by the way, I'm still trying to adjust to the time <laughs> I was out there all last week, but, uh, yeah, uh, th- look, man, I say yes a lot and it has to align with my mission. So the mission I told you, it has to align with that. And then there's times, man, where I got to move some stuff around. It is what it is. I'd rather be overbooked than not have enough to do. That's that's the way I look at things. And people understand that, man. And if I disappoint somebody, I'll make it up to them. You know? Um, so as far as prioritizing, it's, it's look, first of it, is it aligned? And then second, what's the most powerful thing I could do at this moment? And like, if I have a, if I have a call with you set up, man, and, and like, I don't know, like, Salesforce calls and says, Hey, look, we want to buy a blueprint from you. We want to talk about that. I got to take that call. Right. And I'm going to have to call Scott and say, dude, look, I apologize, but I got to do this. It is what it is. If Scott doesn't understand that and Scott gets pissed off, Scott's got to work that out amongst himself. That's the way I look at it. And I'm just being brutally honest with you. No, anytime you're going to sell a tech company, feel free to to cancel. (laughs) You can buy me a steak dinner to make it up. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I'll take you on the jet that we buy and all that. No, but at the end of the day, like, I'm, I, as I keep doing these things, and again, this isn't about me. Like I, I want people to understand, this isn't a, this is me showing people something. I have this thing in my head. It might maybe I'm a little screwed up in my head. I have this thing now where I'm living this life where I can show people how to keep achieving things and keep going to the next level, and they can see that it's possible for themselves. I already know with Blueprinted that I need 184,000 people in the app spending an average of hundred dollars a month to have a, a, a billion dollar valuation of that company. And I set a target for 18 months for that. Scott, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> Amazing. I have no, I, I literally, I, I don't know. And I just know that by us partnering with Grant, we have a, a greater shot of doing that. Um, but we're, com- we're committed. I told the team that's what the, the target is. Let's get it. Let's figure it out. And we'll see how close we come. <laughs> so so let's dive into Blueprinted. A- explain to us what this is. Is it an app? Is it a book? Is it a technology software? What, tell, tell us all about Blueprinted. Yeah. So Blueprinted is the Amazon for success blueprints. And what I mean, you've heard people talk about Blueprint. Like, you know, th- you need the Blueprint to this. You follow the Blueprint. I've heard this over and over again. This stuck with me. And I realized in my life that I didn't have the steps to achieve things. I generally would go about it and try to figure it out on my own. I didn't really have mentors growing up. Or if I did, I had the wrong ones. And so I cost myself a lot of time, money, energy, and stress. And so at the end of the day, I wanted to create something that, and this, by the way, this is an idea that I started with Jared Yellen, my partner, and it ideated into Blueprinted. We wanted to build people, figure out a way to build people and make them unstoppable to accomplishing things. And what we found is that the digital video courses we've all taken, we all love some of them, some of them suck. We don't finish some of them, we finish some others. 
But at the end of the day, when we're finished, we didn't know what the first step to do was after that. It's like all theory. So what, what do I do first? What do I do? How many steps are there? What if I get to step four and I have family and friends discouraging me and laughing and making jokes? Should I pull back and stop? Or should somebody say in this blueprint, it's step four, you're going to get some ridicule here, expect it, and then push the throttle down. Thrust is a must. You got to push through it because they'll back off when you do that. Like These are the things that I didn't have. And so I want to provide an opportunity for creators, which we call the architects or the experts in any topic, to come in and build a blueprint step-by-step, guide their people through this. And then people can go to this marketplace, type in search for anything. I want to start a podcast. How do I monetize with a podcast? How do I write a book? Um, how do I start a digital marketing agency? Whatever it is. How do I handle uh, disrespectful kids? It could be any, I mean, there's, it's, it's endless opportunity. And when they search, they find experts that have built those blueprints. They can go in and buy the blueprints. Then from there, after they're in it, the blueprint creator, which we call architects, can actually build a business around this. They can coach one-on-one. They can have group coaching. They can do Instagram lives and Zoom lives, and they can do events around it. They can do all kinds of things. The, the, the opportunity and possibilities are endless. And the biggest part about this, and I'll end on this part, is that when what we put out is one product, what happens to the product when we take input from all the architects that are going to come in here and put their brains together and get their creativity involved, dude, magic happens when that, that takes place. And we're going to be open to receiving that. Yeah. So you're so speaking my language because I wrote a book on a similar topic, uh, you know, lead generate 61 days to double your pay because like you, I believe that any good habit, you've got to have a blueprint and you've got to have a daily habit. Like I've never had six pack abs, but I'm guessing the type of people that have six pack abs, you know, they eat correct daily. They got their blueprint for when they go to the gym. And it's like, I I know a lot of people and to your point, you can pick anything, being a good parent, uh, lead generation, building a podcast. If you don't get into that consistent habit with a blueprint of whatever the heck you're doing, it it might as well just fall by the wayside, right? You just wasted your $99 or your $25,000. I mean, I've got friends that have gone to Tony Robbins, you know, diamond, platinum, hundred thousand, everything. (laughs) go to Fiji and they come back and they were like, Oh, that's awesome. What do I do now? (laughs) And, and and your, your product seems to solve this gap where like 90% of online courses never get finished. So, so tell me a little bit about whether I'm the architect or the consumer, what, what is that experience going to look like to me? And I, and I know you're in the beta testing right now and you're just launching, but like, what, what does that experience look like for either the architect or the client? By the way, accountability is important too. We agree, right? Absolutely. So we're, building in, we're building in accountability measures into the system as well. Text reminders, calendar integration, things like that. There's also going to be the architects going to be able to see the people that buy his blueprint, how far they get into it. If all the people that are buying get stuck on step three, he's going to be able to do, or she's going to be able to do an Instagram live or a Zoom call with those people to show them, hey, step three, this is the difficulty you're seeing. Let me hear what difficulties you're having and then walk them through it. Yeah. So but architects are going to come in. There's a creator studio. We made this awesome creator studio. It's click and drag. It's so simple to create a blueprint. And the architect will go in there, take their content and create blueprints with them. Step-by-step guides to accomplish anything with video, audio, pictures, or text, set milestones. And then they'll be, they'll be able to post it and publish it to the marketplace. A, a user, a blueprinter will come in and they'll come in and search a topic. Now they can enter the the, the app. It's going to be an app and, and a website. Gardener, can they can enter it just looking for something with, with something in mind, or they may be directed by the architect that may be marketing their blueprints themselves with landing pages and you know Facebook ads or what have you. And they may come in that way, right directly to the architect's uh, landing page. 
So there's so many, the one thing you notice with Kajabi and the other companies, they don't really have a marketplace. Lightspeed, Kajabi, they don't have a marketplace for, for, for products. I think uh, Lightspeed started to have some kind of marketplace, but it's not, it's not what we're doing. Yeah, this seems this seems so much better in the sense of like if I know I'm going there for training, like like I've hired or I've uh, I've purchased some master classes before, mostly in support of friends of mine that have put them up there, um, right. and they're great. But like you say, you get kind of theory, you get videos, you get you get kind of the esoteric idea, but you don't really get the paint by numbers. Like, no, this is how you execute. Like my my favorite master class of all time is Chris Voss, who is somebody I have a ton of respect for, FBI negotiator. But it's like cool, you get all the theory, but now I kind of wanted to your point the blueprint this just dovetails nicely the blueprint of like all right here's a conversation here's when you interject this theory here's when you interject this kind of talking point here's when you use these kind of words to kind of like you know negotiate the situation and and right this doesn't exist so kudos to you man this is going to be a yeah, big boy you. business yeah I, I, and the thing is man look like i'm thinking step-by-step blueprint right these creators are so like just unbelievable with their with their creativity. They're going to come in here, and I know that they're going to find some things that they can do with this that I haven't even thought of. Right, and we're going to see some wild stuff. So I, I just that's the part I can't wait to get it in their hands, which is happening this week. Nice man, congratulations on that. I'm uh, Thanks, I'm definitely going to be an architect at some point because I I see big value in what you're doing. You know, you mentioned several times, and I think this is probably the crux of how you're accomplishing the the volume of activity you're accomplishing. You mentioned team. You know, maybe just talk through what that looks like for you. Why why that's so important? Because I imagine all the verticals of business you're in doesn't happen unless you have a great team. And to your point, they're all in committed to whatever the new goal is. Yeah. So when I talked about alignment with my mission, ever since I've been clear on what I want and been sticking to that, those binary decisions towards my mission, all the people that don't align with it have self-selected out. It's amazing how many people have left my life that I had in my life that didn't align with my mission in the past. And that was holding me back. And it was actually holding those people back. It's not about, like I said, it's not just about me. It's about them. Like they if you go somewhere and you're following someone or working with someone that's not in alignment with you, you get held back as well. So what it's done for me though, this mission is allowed me to pick and choose the, the right friends, teammates, whatever you want to call them. But not only that, it's not just about picking them. What I've noticed and, and anybody that's been in this journey will know what I'm talking about here. You create what's called like an attraction model where you start to attract people and you're like, where have you been all my life? Like, this is amazing. Like I, I this is this is a the, the last I don't know uh, I would say last six months I have met some people that have come to my life and had said to me and said to other people in meetings that I'm in whatever C Rock's in I'm in like I want to be a part of what he's doing and that dude that's a, like an amazing feeling like I don't even I'm not even there yet here I'm not even there yet to really understand or comprehend that but it comes from that mission and. Being so like, like I said, inexorable towards it, that nothing's going to stop me. And people feel that. And so when you get that and you know that, that's when you know that you're onto something. And now it's time to really get with these people that want to do those things and do major, like just big, big things. And how, how are you bringing that mission into Blueprint? Because I, I can see this being such a mission-oriented culture where, you know, the architects are bouncing ideas off of each other and there's a mastermind within the architects. And then you create a, you know, you create a whole C rock community. Um, and and how, how does, how does the mission roll into everything you're doing with blueprint? Well, we want the architects to be unstoppable, right? 
So we want them to be able to help people. Most of the architects are going to be people that want to help people. And they're looking to monetize, take care of their family, of course, but they want to help people doing that, right? So we need to provide a space for them to be unstoppable, to be able to help people. Well, there's the creator studio and then there's the marketplace. The other thing for the blueprinters that come in and buy the blueprints, we're creating a space for them to come search what they want to accomplish in their ideal life and become unstoppable towards it. So that, and then, like you said, there's going to be communities that are developed, not just the blueprinted community, but there's going to be communities where the, each architect can build communities. There's going to be a, like, a, I could see a community of people that are buying blueprints and they're going to be coming in and talking about what blueprints they bought and what blueprints they would like to see. Can you imagine that? Like somebody's telling you like in this thing, like we could have a board or something. Hey, I would love to have a blueprint on this. Somebody that's an expert in that can come in there. We have a service when websites first came out. Most people didn't know how to build a website or didn't want to build their own website. So there's going to be a service that we're providing right off the bat to build blueprints for people based on their content. Um, and we're going to certify other people to be able to do that. And I'm sure there's going to be uncertified people doing blueprints for people too, right. but we're going to have an official certification process to validate certain people to, to build blueprints for others. I love it, man. I, I remember our team at a previous mortgage company was thinking about using Basecamp or something. And they're like, well, yeah. And just so you know, uh, Basecamp is so difficult that you have to hire this company called like Sherpa or something to help you develop it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem very user-friendly. So I love the idea that you're building something user-friendly and then also saying, and Scott, by the way, if you're super busy or super lazy yeah. and you just got great ideas, um, we've actually got a whole cadre of people that can build this for you. So kudos yep. to that, man. And, and look, I know serial entrepreneurs like yourself cannot help themselves, but be thinking about the next thing. So I'm going to really stretch your mind here and 10 exit. What's, what's after blueprint after, after you get to a billion dollar valuation, I know, I know you, I, I know how people like you work. Like what's the yeah. next thing you're already thinking about? Well, let's just lay it all on the table here. So I have that and that's the 18 month target. Um, I actually have the valuation going to 15.6 billion. Um, and being sold to one of the big boys for 15.6 billion. So that's just for blueprinted after we build it and make the impact that we need to make. The next thing is I already have the other, the next product that we're putting together. Cause I figure if I want to do one tech product, I might as well do a hundred. Um, the next one is tipperosity, which has to do with being able to tip people quickly and efficiently. If you don't have cash on you and generosity is built into that. So it's tipperosity and that'll be, a, that'll be an app that you could just take a QR code bang that done it's it's tipped or tap tap something and rolling and so i had this i had this issue when i went to miami a couple months ago and i was at the bellhop and i didn't have cash on me or i had maybe i might have had a hundred dollar bill or something to like i didn't want to give them a hundred i wanted to give them like 10 maybe 20 <laughs> and i didn't i said do you have changes like i don't have any change and I'm, i felt like a loser because i didn't have the, t the money to tip him yeah and i was unprepared and then i went to the uh that was the valet. Then the bellhop, same thing happened. And I'm just like, dude, there's got to be a solution for this. Like this cannot be something nowadays with technology that has to be this difficult. And by the way, I'm not going to sit there and look for somebody's Venmo to tip them. I mean, this just takes too long. too long. So we need some kind of quick bang tipped. And because it's not actual cash, I'm going to be more generous and I'm going to tip them more. Yeah. So uh, tipperosity is the next thing. It's uh, already in the works. Um, and then, dude, you know, I, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how many times I've walked into a restroom at a casino in Vegas or something. And it's like, 
you know, one of the things, one of the reasons I will stay at a much more expensive casino in Vegas, I don't care about the room. I don't care about the, you know, the quality of the guests, but it's like when I got to run and take a piss from the blackjack table, I don't want it to be disgusting and feel like I'm going right. to get hepatitis C or B or D or whatever <laughs> the hepatitis is. So it's like, I'll go to the win or the Cosmo and the bathroom is spotless. And I know there's a dude in there making probably less a day than, than most people are gambling. It's like, I've all, I'm always just, oh shit, do I have five bucks on me? Do I have 10 bucks on me? Like just give the guy a little something for keeping this space yep. that I use a, several times a night super clean. Yep. So I love this idea that if you just had a little QR code, QR code, you could go, boom, here's five bucks, here's 10 bucks. Like, thanks for keeping it clean. Thank, I mean, it's just some such a little gesture in the grand scheme of things, but to that individual probably means a lot financially. And yeah. uh, man, yeah. I really like this idea. Yeah, without a doubt. And just imagine us prospecting for this now. We got to go out and get these people to get the, get the, uh, the QR code for themselves or what have you. So all we got to do, man, we get to go travel and we get to get bang, bang, bang. Hey, you want to bathroom? You go into a strip club real quick. I don't go into strip clubs, but I have to do that. I'll just go to the bathroom real quick, hand the guy something, right. casinos, uh, you know, all these hotels, nice hotels, just get these people aware of this, man, get it passed out. And uh, before you know it, this whole thing will blow up with all these people using Tipperosity. I love it, man. And I know your time is very, very valuable. So I want to, I want to end on two questions. One, you're, you're in Florida, right? Uh, actually, I'm in Maryland right now. I go to Florida quite often. I travel quite a bit, but I live in Ocean City, Maryland. Got it. And so coming out of hopefully the end of this endless lockdowns and the drama that's been the last 18 months, uh, what are you most looking forward to, you know, once we get back to normal or whatever the new normal is? And we don't have to go into politics and all that stuff. And we yeah. don't even mention the word, but you know, you know what we're coming out of. What are you looking forward to getting back to here in the next, uh, in the next 18 months or so? Well, no offense, Scott, but you're in California, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I've been traveling this whole time. I haven't stopped. And the only thing I did notice at first was the, the group gatherings obviously was going. And I've already been to those, like, I guess, March. Was it March? Uh, 10X Growth Con. There was like 2,000 some people in Miami. Perfect. Um, I went to that. So I've been doing this stuff already. So, But that's what I was looking forward to. It's like really getting back into touch with people. Awesome. Um, but I've, I haven't, I didn't stop traveling. I went to, I went out of the country. I went all over the place. Me never, uh, you know, never got sick. Thank God. I might have a little cold here or there. Um, took precautions, but yeah, it, so I, I don't really know. I mean, at this point now, I guess I want everybody to stop being so fearful of everything. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 and what's the question I forgot to ask? What's the thing that you wish I would have asked or that you're like, man, I wish people when I do these interviews would ask me this question. What's the question I forgot to ask you? Damn dude. Uh, you did pretty good, man. I gotta say that was a good interview. Um, I guess, I don't know, man. Like, I think that truthfully, this is what goes through my head. And I, I don't know if the question that you would ask me, but I, I don't know how I would do things a lot of times, but I just think like, how can I elevate the people that I've like idolized or have been helped by big time? They've already been on this journey. They've achieved big things. How can I push them further than they could be by themselves? Like that, that goes through my mind. I don't even know how to do it sometimes. I don't even know what the method would be. But when what happens, you start asking this question of yourself and then your body, something happens with your mind. You start seeing things that you can do to do that. And most people don't think that initial thought and that's the problem. So I don't know the question you would ask for that, but that's just something that's been going through my mind a lot. I love it, man. I, so many people talk about elevating the people that are below them or behind them in the journey, but the idea of elevating the people that are ahead of you in the journey, probably because you're like me, you like to chase a bigger fish, right? It's like, let's just, let's just get after it and, and try to do yeah. what they did. But think about it. I'm going, I'm talking about people that help people already, right? Yeah. So me trying to help people is fine, 
But if I can help the people that have millions of followers already and elevate them further, it's exponentially bigger and better. So it's amazing, man. That's the way to end the podcast. I appreciate you being on, sir. And when uh, when Blueprinted gets a little bit further along, uh, one, I want to invite to be an architect, and uh, two, I want to hear about the the growth because I think I think the growth could be astronomical on this, man. And congratulations on such a great idea and a concept. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your support. I mean, I know like sometimes when I've interviewing people before and they're on to something too. And I'm like, son of a bitch, how can I be on that? Like, I got to figure something out. So I want (laughs) to invite you. I want to invite you besides blueprinted. I want to invite you to become a tech co-founder in something. And so I'll, 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 we'll talk offline on this, but I want you to, I want to teach you how to come up with tech idea. And once I I teach you this, they'll flow like a faucet was turned on. And I want you to try to think about coming and, and working with 10X Incubator in some kind of product. Let's do it, man. I, I've got I've right. got a few ideas we'll talk about offline. So uh, awesome. we'll be in touch, man. And uh, dude, that's just the way, that's the way to end it, man. Pre- like living what you preach. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Scott. All Thanks right, we'll talk soon. Me,